This is the Western Union Daily Briefing for Friday, July 20th. The dollar has started the day with a rally. We have seen uh, concerns once again uh, shift to uh, European debt as well as uh, the shape of the global economy. So right now that has given the dollar a safe haven boost, a solid safe haven boost you could say. And uh, the U.S. currency right now is back uh, toward these uh, two-year highs against the single currency. Even uh, some of the recently high-flying uh, commodity-backed currencies, they are under pressure as well. Uh, we had seen uh, some of those currencies rise to multi-month highs against the greenback. But uh, we've got global stocks. Uh, they're deeply in the red, and so that is uh, weighing on those currencies. But uh, in the case of the dollar, uh, certainly its near-term prospects uh, look decent uh, amid safety flows on worries about Europe, whether or not they can get a handle on the debt crisis, as well as uh, concerns about the slowdown in the global economy. That, of course, can be good for a safe haven boost. But uh, beyond that time frame, I think investors uh, see scope that uh, the dollar's upside is likely to be held in check. Uh, that is on expectations that we could see, of, uh, see an increasingly looser U.S. central bank. This is after we saw a run of weak data uh, yesterday that only piles more pressure on the central bank to consider more pro-growth steps. But uh, the currency on the move this morning is uh, the euro. In, in fact, uh, it has reached uh, new record bottoms against uh, the commodity-backed currencies, uh, the ones from uh, Australia, New Zealand, and Canada. And uh, like I said, it did. Uh, it is uh, flirting with uh, fresh two-year lows against the greenback. Uh, the focus remains on Spain. Uh, they are expected to uh, soon get their hands on 30 billion euro to help uh, shore up its banks uh, over the short run. Uh, that is seen as a, a chunk of the money that its international neighbors agreed to lend the country last month. That was up to 100 billion euro. But even still, I think uh, that hasn't been enough to allay concerns about Spain. Uh, at this point, we have seen borrowing costs for the country remain at unsustainable levels. Uh, so that continues to fan concern that uh, the Spanish government uh, might eventually need to ask for a bailout of its own. And that's where a lot of the uncertainty lies, whether or not uh, the bloc's resources could even afford that. So that is really uh, steering investors away from the single currency and has it uh, broadly under pressure this morning. We even had some uh, inflation numbers out of uh, Germany today that uh, really we're seeing given the ECB more cover to uh, loosen policy if they uh, feel the need to in the coming months. So again, that is another source of weakness. In fact, uh, the ECB's recent move to uh, cut rates to fresh record lows, uh, that's really been at the heart of uh, the euro's decline to these record bottoms against uh, the commodity-backed currencies. And like I said, we did uh, touch those levels uh, once again this morning. The Japanese yen is uh, steady against the dollar. It has uh, surrendered these uh, six-week highs. Uh, that's a level it did touch yesterday. Uh, but one would think that the yen's downside would certainly be held in check given this risk-off feel to the market. Uh, so far the, for the week, uh, we have the Japanese currency up close to 1%. Uh, we have seen the Japanese currency uh, outperform against the dollar on expectations that uh, the weak run of data that we saw yesterday uh, is seen uh, increasing the likelihood of uh, more action from the U.S. central bank. So that has given the, the Japanese yen a boost against the dollar. For the pound, uh, it's mixed. It is down against the dollar, as uh, most currencies are, but it is uh, holding a solid gain against the euro. Uh, we've uh, seen some uh, disappointing data out of the U.K. once again this morning. Uh, this was on government finances. We saw that uh, public sector borrowing uh, increased more than expected and the latest period that was for the month of June so that is certainly undesirable economic news for a country that is already in the throes of its second recession in four years 
Uh, so that has uh, the pound under some pressure against the dollar. And then in terms of the, the Olympics, uh, they do get underway in a week, a week from today. And that is uh, seen as being uh, somewhat of a short-term positive for the economy. Uh, ordinarily, uh, it's a lot of these uh, larger economies, I believe uh, the UK economy is the seventh largest in the world, uh, they tend to not benefit uh, much from uh, these major events. Uh, they tend to have more of an outsized impact for smaller economies. But nonetheless, uh, that could be a, a decent boost for third quarter growth. And then come uh, next week, we'll have uh, a look at how the economy fared during the second quarter. Uh, that is seen uh, remaining stuck in recession. And then for the Canadian dollar, it did uh, peel away from these nine-week highs against the greenback. That's a level it did touch yesterday. Uh, we had some uh, tamer than expected uh, consumer prices out of Canada. So that suggests uh, any wait for a Bank of Canada rate hike might be a longer one. Uh, so that has uh, added to the Canadian currency's weaker tone this morning. No other data to consider today, so the focus will turn to next week. Uh, that's when we'll have uh, some key growth numbers out of uh, the U.K., as I mentioned, and out of the U.S. Uh, they come due a week from today. That's the first of three looks at U.S. growth during the second quarter. Uh, next week, we'll also look at uh, new home sales as well as durable goods orders. But for the time being, given worries about Europe, uh, worries about the global economy, uh, the dollar is starting the day with a rally.